the blast from our past network. This week on Talking Back, Halloween comes early. Talking Back. Hey everybody, welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I am your host, Tim, and with me as usual is co-host Dean. Dean, how's it going? Nice shirt, by the way. I just saw that. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Tim. A little, hawk, um, little Hawkeye? Yeah, I got a little Hawkeye going on here, uh, sporting a, a shirt for an episode that we've done. Lovely. Lovely. Yeah. Uh, what's up? Um... Pal. I'm feeling a little. Uh, hey, buddy. Pal. I'm. I'm. I'm feeling a little uh, terrified, and a little disturbed. Okay, that's that's uh, my mood at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Completely unrelated to our episode this week, right? Oh yeah, no, no, no. This is just. This is just other stuff. Yeah. What are we doing again this week? I don't even know. I, I forgot. What we're doing? We're going to do a month of scary content. It's October, right? It's October. Yeah, that is fun. It's October. That's what you do. That's what you do in October. Yeah, it's the month of Halloween. We -hmm. will be doing um, creepy and scary themed episodes all month. Yeah, blood curdling episodes. Get ready. Watch out. Be aware. Uh, We will, of course, be doing our classic Halloween episode on Halloween as well. Of course. It's going to be it's going to be spooky. It's, it's going to be very spooky. It's going to be a little bit of some lacerations going on. Yes. Other yeah. scary words. Yeah. Cemetery. Eerie. Yeah. It'll be taking place in a cemetery. Uh, um, 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 what's another scary word? Terrifying. Uh, te- yes. Good one. Terror. Terror. Horror. Horror. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. The um, classic ones. Yeah. And there'll be more. We'll, by the time Halloween comes around, we'll have come up with more scary words to say in the episode. At least two or three. Uh, yeah. Well, no, m- many more, many more. Okay. How can you not start off Scary Month with this movie? Yeah, I don't know. There's a couple you could choose from. Yeah. But this one, there's something real special about this one. It's special. It's classic. It's it's the one you got to start with. It is. It is classic. It's a great start. We're going to start with it. As scary movies go, this is near the top for me. We always throw out like, yeah. oh, this is one of my favorite movies or like this. This movie is so great. This is, the, this is the best movie. But to be completely honest, this is probably my top, like my number three of horror films. Okay. Uh, I, I could probably throw The Thing at number one. Right. I'd probably throw Evil Dead at number two, and I would throw this at number three. That would be my top three. Just that so, makes sense. So the listeners don't think we're bullshitting, because it's probably like all the time we're just like, oh, this is the best. This is my favorite. This is the best. But here, I'm throwing out numbers, people. I'm throwing out numbers to you. This is number Amazing. three for me. Amazing, Tim. Um, unfortunately, like calling everything the best is just how I live my life. That's just what I do. I know. Um, so I, I'm sorry if it, it lose if I lose cred on anything I'm calling the best, but that's just that's just how I do it. You call every new thing that you see the best. Now I, I was yeah. thinking about this. You always mm-hmm. like have a best friend in all these episodes, and um, it's going to be weird in this one because your best friend's going to be Leatherface, isn't it? I know it's, it's going to be a really and creepy. You know, people are going to be weirded out by you, Dean. It's uncomfortable. Maybe you shouldn't do your best friend bit this time. I, I don't okay. know. I'm just throwing that out there. I will hold off on the best friend bit, but 
there are moments when Leatherface could be a pretty good friend. Yeah, he's uh, yeah, he's he has um, he sticks to his guns. He sticks. He to has his, conviction. He's got, little, he's got a little charm to him sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Dean, what we're doing for the the first week of October is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original from nineteen seventy four. Whoa, I'm you got chills just from, from I me got saying chills, it. Yeah. Now, this movie was released in 1974, obviously, because I just said that. Obviously. Uh, its budget was a measly $140,000. Although back at that time, that's a pretty good budget. Right. But it grosses $31 million. So Really? Excellent job. $31 million in 74 is huge. It's fantastic. Humongous. On a budget that's just over 100000 Yeah. Wow. Money doubled. Now you have more. Now you got more to make more movies. More. Yeah. Now the director for this movie is Toby Hooper. And he was extremely involved in this film, Dean. He produced it. He directed okay. it. Mm-hmm. He helped write the story. He helped write the screenplay. And he helped make the music. Well, that's all the things. It's most of the things. It's almost all the things. It's almost all the things. That's that's correct. Now, I would say that this is his most famous movie. Um, he's very well known for uh, for Poltergeist, but this is like this is the one, dude. This is the one. Okay, okay. I mean, I, I he's probably more. I don't know if he's more well known for Poltergeist, but um, that one. Well, I would, that one I would grossed. agree with you that this. Yeah, just I would agree with you that this is more of a bigger movie than Poltergeist is. It's more memorable than than it, than uh, Poltergeist. Sure. It stood the test of time better, but Poltergeist made way more money. Poltergeist made 120 million, so oh wow, okay, yeah, crushes it. But I mean, yeah, clearly Chainsaw is a way more influential movie than Poltergeist, but uh, for sure, yeah. Poltergeist also had Spielberg behind it, uh, yeah. producing. So that 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 gives you some a little bit of a bump. Yeah, and rumor rumor is he did help a little bit on the directing as well. <gasps> no. It's a rumor, I don't know. No. How I cannot dare you confirm Tim? How dare you slander Toby Hooper on this on this episode of all episodes, Dean? I'm just saying he helped out. Okay. Uh Dean, I wanted to play a little game with you cuz we like games on this podcast. We like having games. fun. We haven't done something like this in a while, but some of Toby Hooper's other movies are not all that memorable. So I want to okay, know, okay. Dean, out of his other movies, which ones, which one of these have you seen? Oh, perfect. Okay. okay. Have I seen or have I heard of? Do I have to have seen it? No, we can go with have you heard of. Okay, okay <laughs> let's play that one. Okay. Have you heard of The Mangler? The Mangler? No, I have yeah. not. Have you heard of The Apartment Complex? Oh, it sounds scary. No. Have you heard of the Toolbox Murders? No, these don't really sound like no. movie titles. Have you heard of Spontaneous Combustion, the movie? Oh, until you said the movie. Yeah. I've heard of Spontaneous Combustion, right. but right. I, I have not heard of a movie titled that. I'm sure you've heard of I'm Dangerous Tonight. <laughs> that's my line when I go out, Tim. When I hit the club. That's your t-shirt? That's how, that's how I start the night. I'm dangerous tonight. Well, all these movies combined grossed roughly zero dollars so, okay yeah close <laughs> plus yeah. or minus a, a few bucks yeah, close right? to that somewhere yeah. around there um this movie texas chainsaw massacre 
trying to get this movie released in 1974 must have been wild. Totally, yeah. And you know there's bound to be issues and complications trying to get this one out. So before the release, Toby Hooper was hoping the complete uncut version of this movie, Dean, in 1974 Mm -hmm. would get a PG rating. (laughs) Wait, wait, what? (laughs) That's what he's hoping for. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, buddy. We can do it. We can get (laughs) there. Maybe. I think we can get it. (laughs) It unfortunately gets the dreaded X rating. Okay, yeah, makes sense. Obviously. Uh, After cutting out several minutes, (laughs) they get it down to an R rating. Okay. (laughs) And now, Dean, two theaters here in Canada were ordered by police to remove the film or they would face morality charges. Oh, I love it. What the fuck is a morality charge? What's a morality charge? I was going to ask you. You can't. Maybe that's something you can do in 74, but you can't get away with that now. You get, like, fined because you show that movie? Yeah. My wow. morality has been offended by this movie. <laughs> I demand you take it down. Char- I will charge you. Yeah. After one year in theaters in Britain, it was banned. And the word chainsaw itself was banned from being in movie titles. <laughs> oh, amazing. That's great. <laughs> I love good. that. It would Come on. <laughs> I know. It would take all the way to 1998 before the ban was lifted on this movie. Wow. 98. That's insane. a long time. Yeah. It's yeah. 24 years of you can't set use can't. chainsaw in a movie. No, no, no. No, just just oh. the ban of uh, the movie itself in Britain. Okay, okay. The movie itself, okay, not the The movie chainsaw wasn't allowed well. to be released in Britain until 1998. Wow. Wow. Let's put it that way. The Australian censorship board refused to even rate the movie. <laughs> Great. They're like, "Fuck this." No thanks. There's no rating for this one. Uh, and it, in, in Australia, it took until 1984 before it was finally given an R rating and, and uh, been able to be released. Okay. And now it was also banned in Brazil, Chile, France, Finland, Iceland, Ireland, Norway, Singapore, Sweden, and West Germany. Fuck. Lighten up, world. Fucking <laughs> uh, Or they're better off for it. I don't know. <laughs> no I can't way. tell. <laughs> no, don't come at me with that. Are you going to be like that this episode? Oh, no way, man. Oh, okay, good. Okay, good, because I loved this movie. Oh, Tim, I loved it. Good. Don't even. <laughs> um, but just take it easy. Like, it's just a movie. Yeah. You know? It is a... Oh, this movie, though. It is a disturbing movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's disturbing, all right. I get it. Like, I get it. I get these bands. I've seen more disturbing. Oof. Not for 74, Don't show me that though. one. Not for 74. Yeah. So, there were some great quotes that I read about the movie. And I wanted to just share a couple of them before we get going. Cool. Yeah. Before we get revved up. Like this. That's my revving up. chills again, Tim. I started to look out my window, see if anyone was there. Someone said that this movie achieves the force of authentic art, profoundly disturbing, intensely personal, yet at the same time, far more than personal. Hmm. Cool. This other one really rang true with my experience and feelings with this movie. And this was from a critic at the time of um, the movie's release. Oh. And this gentleman said, It was one of the few horror films to possess the authentic quality of Nightmare. Mm, yeah. I really like that one because this That's is cool. nightmarish. For sure. Yes. For sure. Yeah, that is a good that is a good description of it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Before writing the full script, 
A few years earlier, Toby Hooper already had written a script that focused on elements of isolation, the woods, and darkness. Hmm. So he already had those core elements before going into what this movie would become. And I love that because like those are the elements I love about this movie. Those like those themes and moments, like the feeling mm-hmm. that I get of isolation, the right. beauty of what's going on in the woods and the the darkness in in the darkness and night of of the forest. So yeah, yeah. that's cool. what I, I really I really appreciated that quote because after I read that I'm like that's that's how I feel. So Tim, were you the critic in 74 that wrote that? No, I wasn't oh, okay. Dean. I'm not okay. that old. Right? Oh, okay. Close. Nice, though. nice one. Yeah. Nice one. <laughs> <laughs> way, to, I got you. way to slide in an elderly joke there. I got you. <laughs> Zing. Zinger. <laughs> All right. Our characters in this movie, Sally, Jerry, Franklin, Kirk, and Pam. Yeah. That's our crew. Okay, cool. Yeah. I think I know who's who. Uh, yes. Do you? I think so. I think I know who's who. I, See, because I, like, I, I watched this movie for the first time prepping for the podcast. Right. Now, so. this has happened before with you where I, I pull out yeah. a movie. I'm like, let's do this. Let's do this fucking classic movie that's so amazing. And don't you love it because everyone loves it. And then you're like, yes, I would love to do that and watch it for the first time. Yes, that happens and, often. I'm like, what's this old movie? Who dis? Yeah. This movie? <laughs> what's this movie? It's fine, though. I think it works great because you bring yeah. such an interesting take on the movie having only seen it just now. Like, it, I, cool. I love it. I love it. I love the fresh take. Now, I saw this movie in theaters in 1974. You saw it in theaters? Yeah. Yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> Did you like that? I threw a zing yeah, at myself. Good, Tim. Tim, that was good. You zinged yourself. I'm, get, I'm getting in with you, right? Oh, cool. Get in with the cool kids. That's yeah, right. We make fun of Tim on this podcast. That's right. Yeah, yeah. You gotta like. Uh, that's how you deal with the bullies. You like. You just kind of like. Oh yeah. Partner up and pal up with them. So. Oh, nice. Nice work, out there Tim. Myself. Well done. Yeah, you're welcome. So we get an opening narration alerting us to the fact that this is based on true events, Dean. Right. True events. Yeah, it's, it's not though. It's not though, but it is inspired. By a couple of different murderers. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the, the most, um, probably the most famous one, his name was Ed Ginn. Now, he was convicted for murder. Um, he wasn't actually the one doing the murders, but he was leading uh, young boys and um, young men to the murderer's house for the murder. Oh, okay. And so he got uh, convicted for that. But what he was doing, this son of a bitch, he was the one yeah, who was digging person. up grave sites and oh, leaving okay. like statues of dead bodies and oh, taking wow. like body parts back to uh to his place. Okay, okay. So so a little taken a little bit from uh from reality. Yikes. That's Yikes. chilling. This gentleman is a chilling piece of shit. Yeah, you know what? He ain't a best friend. No, he's not. Uh I, Dean, I do want to say some things about him though. Now, I think for okay. anybody listening, if you're a little bit squeamish about um murders and this episode so far i would just go ahead and hit that little button on your podcast app that skips you ahead 30 seconds and this will all be done with okay perfect go ahead and do that now dean here are some things they found when they searched this guy's house they found a wastebasket made from human skin no bowls made from human skulls leggings made from human leg skin that one makes sense (laughs) that one kind of makes it's called they're called leggings yeah 
Masks made from the skin of female heads. No. One of the victim's face masks in a paper bag. An entire head of one of the victims. A victim's heart in a plastic bag. A belt made out of human nipples. Four noses, a pair of lips, and a lampshade made from human skin. <sighs> so... No. That's kind of some of the stuff they were working with. That's the zone, so, yeah. So that's, that's, yeah. Where, that's where we start. <laughs> and the then zone. now we have to make a movie out of that. <laughs> that's right. That's the zone they were in. I love that. Okay, I, I get it. So it's Ooh. not their fault. It's not Toby Hooper's fault. Right, yeah, okay. okay. Yeah. Some, and there's, 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 a, there's quite an atmosphere in this movie that the uh, just the home that they live in creates. And oh, I yeah. get it from yeah. what you just read. Yeah, well, exactly. So they, yeah, exactly. yeah. They, they got that from this guy's house, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... The creepiness is creepy because it was real. And that makes it even creepier. Oh, totally. Now, during that narration, there was like a bunch of text going across the screen. Like mm-hmm. it was yellow text going scrolling up. And I, I saw it and I wondered if potentially George Lucas was inspired by that text rising um and took that for star wars because it's very similar except there's no like voice narrating but it's like the uh yeah. kind of the opening of this story right yeah, so interesting. I, I wondered i wondered about that yeah it start. it did also start with the, uh, a galaxy far far away i never really linked those two but yeah, mm-hmm. it makes sense <laughs> so uh, there's an all black intro with only sound and these graphic images of a corpse and like a flashlight flashing on and off and uh, and lighting them up. Very yeah. intense. Very yeah. intense opening. So we learn that there's been some grave robberies in town. The town of Newt, Texas. Okay. And we see a cemetery where a couple of bodies have been turned into a statue. Yeah, Tim, it's, they're gooey. It's Yeah, are they? I didn't notice gooeyness. They're pretty gooey. They're pretty gooey. I believe um, you. I didn't really notice the gooey the gooeyness the first time around. I did watch this another uh, a second time just to keep it fresh and they are pretty gooey okay perfect where we're at now is kind of the official opening credit scene like we've had a couple of like maybe false starts with like the credits but this is oh, like totally, where the yeah. credits kind of roll in super uncomfortable again mm-hmm. this is, there's been yeah. nothing but uncomfortableness so far there's like weird um annoying sounds happening and there's like these uh weird red images flashing and then this black and yellow text just showing us the credits now, it's it's really well done because I'm mm-hmm. super like offended by what I'm hearing and seeing. You know, it's just oh, like, totally, it's like, yeah. it's like ah, I don't like it. I don't like it. It's immediately setting the mood and it's it's just an uncomfortable mood. Yeah. They move into a, a shot of a yellow moon from there, which I thought was very interesting because Friday, Friday the 13th did the, uh, did the same thing. They started their movie with like this opening on a moon. Oh, this yeah. This one kind yeah. of just like opened on a moon. So. I don't know, so I throw that in there for everybody. Uh, good one. Oh, good one, Tim. Yeah. Why don't you cut that one out? No, 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 no. No, that's good. <laughs> okay, that's okay. A, I caught that. I caught that. Uh, yes, I am saying that Friday the 13th ripped it off, okay? Okay. There, I said it. Okay, wow, jeez. Yeah, jeez. Good. Take it easy, man. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. The movies are similar, okay? <laughs> I like it, though. I really love it. I love... There's something about opening on a full moon. Yeah. It's, it's great. I love... Every movie should open on a full moon. Every horror yeah. movie or scary movie it just sets the tone. So so far we we are just on the like opening shot and already Star Wars and Friday the Thirteenth has ripped off this movie. Well, potentially, yes. Yeah. So yes, let's just keep adding things to it. Let's see how high we can get. Okay, I'm not sure I have any more though, but okay, I'll come maybe, up with them. Maybe you can figure some out. 
Now we meet our cast here, our, our crew, mm-hmm. like to call them. And uh, poor Franklin, poor Franklin. He's in a, he's in a wheelchair and he rolls down a hill and falls out just because he's trying to take a piss on the side of a road. Well, he's trying to pee in a can. Yeah, I know. I know. It's unfortunate for the poor guy. It totally is. But could you actually pee in a can? Oh, yeah. Why not? Wouldn't that spray everywhere? Uh, Maybe. Maybe. That's all I could think about I mean, was, oh, man, prob- that, that sucks. It's probably better than fully wetting your pants. Well, uh, of course. Yeah, of course. Having a few little sprays. In the van, Pam is reading horoscopes. And oh, she's yeah. talking about Saturn and how bad it is for the universe. Uh, I thought that was really interesting because that's nothing yeah. I really picked up on uh, the first time I saw it. But uh, rewatching it for the podcast, I've I've learned since the first viewing that I think Saturn actually saved our solar system from being devoured by the sun. I think, oh, really? Yeah. Like, I think most solar systems don't have two gas giants. Oh. And they normally have one and or none. And what happens is this: the sun just pulls in all the rock planets and just, mm. like, destroys them. But for some reason, our solar system had two gas giants that kind of like came close to each other and balanced out the gravitational pull of the sun. Now, I could be getting a few things wrong here, but um, yeah, basically Saturn like saved our lives. So Interesting. So she's laying out that Saturn's the villain and Saturn is actually the hero. Mm-hmm. But it was 74. She wouldn't have known. So right, I don't right. blame or, her. Or it's supposed to be... Um, some sort of foreshadowing that you're going to think Leatherface is the villain, but he's actually our hero. Okay, I see. I see what you're doing here. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe, maybe that's very, that's very yeah. good, very good thought, Dean. Yeah, it's my take now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to get him in the best friend club, and I'm trying to look for ways. Um, I mean, we'll get there because I we'll get kind of there's there's one moment. I'll throw some stuff. I'll it. throw some stuff your way that will uh will oh perfect jive with that jive with that. oh perfect. We often see the bad guy is not the bad guy for certain reasons. So yeah. Now I'm not saying that that's 100 percent in this movie because <laughs> he's a bit of a <laughs> yeah. bastard. But he's a bit of a bastard for sure. So we get a scene in a cemetery, and we get the to- the token crazy drunk weirdo um, sp- oh, yeah. spewing crazy talk, which you have to have in every. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> he's like, not only is he spewing crazy talk like he can't even drink his beer properly which is just like amazing he's so he wasted. like he took like he took like a swig and then like he, he pu- pulled the bottle away and like some came out of his mouth like he's so drunk he just can't even like get his mouth working properly to drink it down it was it's great it was kind of interesting yeah it it's was great me, uh it's me 20 minutes after we end an episode on the couch yeah. <laughs> totally you're like oh, i'm i'm forgot to close my mouth again <laughs> how many beers did as, i have that episode as you're sitting on a tire in your living room we don't need to get into what kind of furniture I can afford, Dean. Uh, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just... The group the group continues on, and they pick up a hitchhiker. Uh, this guy. What do you think of this guy? Okay, so I got mixed feelings on this guy because at first I'm just like, just like this guy is, you know, he's got some, he's got some energy. He's got some energy in this van, and it's like, okay, it's like a little bit of a weird energy, but like I. They can get into conversation with him. I feel like it would have acted the exact same way as a crew did. They were kind of engaging him in conversation for a while, and then he started to do some weird stuff that would have, like, freaked me out a bit, but they still weren't, like, shoving him out the van yet until he did a few too many weird things, and then they were shoving him out the van. So I, I kind of liked how the crew dealt with him um, because he was a little uncomfortable. 
Yeah. Yeah, they did a great job of putting up with him for sure. Yeah. He's like talking about the slaughterhouse and mm-hmm. how like how he used to work there, but he got laid off because of technology. New yeah. technology came in. And Franklin is just eating it up. He loves it. He's he so interested it. in the slaughterhouse because yeah. Franklin, his relatives are from this area, right? That's yeah. that's kind of what they're doing. This road trip is to kind of like reconnect him uh, and his uh, his sister um, with kind of some of their relatives. And that's what they were doing at the cemetery. They were going to see if right. their grandfather's grave had been dug, dug up by this piece of shit grave robber. And uh, so he's interested. His grandpa used to work at the slaughterhouse. So he's interested in anything to do with his family. Right, so he engages this uh, this hitchhiker, um, and they have a pretty good conversation going. Yeah, like the hitchhiker, he pulls out pictures of cows he slaughtered. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's normal, it. right? You, that's you would so normal. Typically, carry pictures like that around with you. That's fine. Yeah, but then they had he... a good question. It was, "You took these?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. He uh, he takes out, or he, he asks to see Franklin's knife, his pocket knife. He kind of just grabs it from oh, him. Oh, does he grab it from him? He just kind of grabs it from him, yeah. Okay, well, then he starts cutting his own hand with it. Yeah, and he's, weird, weird thing number one. He starts laughing about it, like he's really he enjoying it. it. Uh, yeah, it's uh, great. Okay. Now, the actor playing Franklin, Paul Partain is his name. I thought he did such an amazing job in this movie because he's such an expressive character. Like yeah. his face, his facial gestures and features and the way he's delivering his lines and like his, even though he's in a wheelchair, like his, his, just the way he's using his body. Like I was, yeah. I really, really enjoyed him in this movie. I thought he was probably the standout for me in this movie. I agree. I thought, I thought the whole crew was actually pretty good. They were um, something, something I really picked up on the second watch. Cause I was looking for it. I was like, okay, well, how's the acting in this? Um, and yeah, he is probably the standout um, for those reasons for the physical acting as well. Yeah. Now yeah. Uh, he actually originally auditioned for the role of the hitchhiker, which is interesting. Oh, okay. That is interesting. Okay. I think he would have done a fine sense. job as the hitchhiker. Yeah, that too. makes sense. Yeah. Uh, now, as you said, Dean, everybody's just like looking at this hitchhiker, like what in the hell is going on? Like yeah, it was they're weird. Still putting up with it, though. <laughs> yeah, they are. It was weird before, but now he's cutting himself. Yeah. Lacerations. Oh, oh, shit. That is lacerations. We can finally use it. We used it correctly. Um, He asks, uh, I guess he decides this would be a great time to ask if they'll take him all the way home. Yeah. And uh, they just kind of decide, like, um, this is probably the right time to just let him let him out. <laughs> yeah. It's, I think this is as fun. far as we're going. We had a good time. But, uh, yeah, yeah, we're actually going a different direction now. So, yeah, had a few laughs. But now yeah, I made some memories. You, yeah. yeah. <laughs> made some memories. Made some friends. Yeah. yeah. Now, uh, he goes he goes crazy, though, when he when he uh, when he hears that they won't take him all the way. And they're going to they're trying to get him out. They're trying to throw him out. And he cuts Franklin's hand really quick here, too. And then they throw him out. Yeah. I remember, dude, like seeing that for the first time, that scene and being so weirded out. Just totally. There's something about it. It's not even just this guy. It's the way they're filming everything and the way they're shooting everything. And it's it's so uncomfortable that I just it's so memorable. There's, there's scenes, yeah. um, scenes in movies that will stick with you forever for various reasons. And this is one of them. I will never forget it. For sure. It's such a weird vibe in that van. It's so strange. Yeah. It's very weird. Uh, they have an excellent soundtrack going on in the movie so far. A bunch of oldie songs. I love my mm-hmm. oldies. So I'm, I've been kind of like, you know, even though, uh, 
the hitchhikers doing some weird stuff i'm kind of like my head's bopping a little bit oh so yeah you're like, like oh, not too like, oh, bad i kind of like it's it. a good song right here yeah yeah now they stop for some gas they're very low i just feel like we're gonna get another like really weird interaction I, yeah. I mean, it's like just for no other reason than they're just going to hit us with weirdness in this movie. Yeah. And sure enough, we do, because the owner of the gas station is like, we don't have any gas. <laughs> Sorry. We're not gas here, you idiots. Yeah, not until tomorrow. <laughs> gas station? We don't have a gas here? What are you talking about? Right. Um, Franklin asks if uh, the, the, the gas uh, station owner knows where the Hardesty house is. Oh, okay. Yeah. And the owner says, uh, he's like, you don't want to go fooling around old houses. You likely to get hurt? Yeah, I mean, he knows what he's talking about. It's very persuasive. He's very persuasive. <laughs> they have a sign on the gas station, and it's, uh, it's a big sign that says, We Slaughter Barbecue. I did not even see that no. sign. <laughs> it's like, what? What does that even we mean? Slaughter we Slaughter Barbecue? We Slaughter Barbecue? What does is that it, mean? Is it the We Slaughter Barbecue, or do they slaughter barbecue? Oh, I'm not sure what maybe, it is. Yeah, maybe it's just called We Slaughter Barbecue. Right. I'm not sure. I don't, yeah, I don't even. Yeah. yeah. I like. I um, liked. I liked the sign. It was. It was cool. Totally. I. I guess I missed the sign because one of my favorite characters is in this scene, and it's Bucket Boy. Oh yeah, uh, I love Bucket Boy. He was cool because they weren't even buying gas because there was none. But he, like, yeah. he proceeded to wash their car by hand. He's yeah, like washing they, their the, lights and washing totally, the whole yeah. front end and the windshield. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't just the windshield. He did like the oh, whole front did, end. Yeah. And then every time the the owner of the shop would kind of walk away, he would stop washing and he would walk away. And then the owner of the shop would kind of take a few steps back and ask them some questions and he'd come back and wash the car. Nice. <laughs> like as long as the owner was there, he was washing the car and he stopped and then picked up washing it like three or four times. And I, I just really love that guy. Neat. I didn't see that because I was too busy looking at that barbecue sign. You're looking sign. at the sign. Yeah, you're looking at the sign. I'm looking at the, the bucket boy. Nice. I like it. That's why there's two of us on this podcast. That is it. Exactly, Tim. What, imagine if we had a third person. Oh, my God. Uh, what else was going yeah, on in that scene? Imagine what we could share with it, with everybody. Yeah. <laughs> now, they do need gas in a very bad way. So they actually yeah. have to backtrack back to Newt to uh, where they, the town they were just at because that's the nearest gas station. On the way, they do stop at the old Hardesty house. It's like on the way, I guess they find where it is. Right. Yeah. And uh, Dean, you don't want to go fooling around old houses. They don't want to do that. They kind of do. They want to. I want to. They're teenagers. Too. I want to. I love, I love old abandoned houses like so much. And yeah. Like, I, would you, would you go fooling around oh, in them? hundred percent. I've gone fooling around in them before. Oh, Tim. I love it. It's, I love it. It's such a cool thing. I feel like I'd be scared. Well, that's part of the fun, Dean. Is it scary? I know. It's scary, right? I know. Yeah, I, true, true. I, it gets, gives you the feelings. Yeah. It gives them to you. It just gets into your into your core. I could do it. I could do it with people. I couldn't do it with myself. Just me. Yeah, I, need, I, could, like, I could do it. Just me. Oh, man, Tim. Wow. That's because you used to just, like, look at look at sharks really close. Look at the shark book in the dark. Mm-hmm. That did That did help. That did help. That helps. Uh, yeah, that that guide that's... guide me into the ways of understanding horror and terror. Exactly. Yes, you loved the fear from a very young age. I did. I did love that. Yeah. So this house, it's like, it's really, it's a really big abandoned house. You don't really find really large yeah. abandoned houses like this. 
and it's in the middle of nowhere. It's obviously super run down. This, this again, this is one of my favorite scenes. Now, the, the scene in the van was like memorable for me. Like it just really stuck out because it was uncomfortable. Yeah. But this one is one of my top, probably two favorite scenes in the movie. Just, just cool. these, the, the, the crew like walking around this house. And sharing, like sharing their memories. Um, I feel like I would really like that. I would really like going to an old house that I had actually made memories in. Um, I think that would be really neat. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good point. I don't even remember them talking about like their memories. I was just like, yeah. so um, I, I'm so captivated by this house, by the visuals. Right. And the camera work they're doing, the cinematography, it's just, it's insane. It's so yeah. well done. They're like, they're sh- setting up shots through windows into other rooms and like panning and following yeah. characters and like following feet as they're going upstairs. It's just, I was fascinated by this scene. Again, that's why there's two of us on this podcast. I can listen to what they're saying, and you can take in the visuals. That's exactly, Dean, exactly. Now, poor Franklin, though. Everybody headed inside without him. He's left at the van, and yeah. he, he was quite offended and being quite a big baby about it. He was being a, a big baby. Yeah. Uh, he finally makes his way inside, though, and he finds a weird arrangement of bones. Yeah, that was that weird. Was, that's, not, that's not good. See... Yeah, I, I never found that kind of stuff at abandoned houses. And, right. You know, like that might have started to get pretty real. But yeah, especially if you like, I think it was through an entrance he had already went through. Oh, no, I don't think so. No, no. OK, because I, so. I was under the impression he went through the entrance and then was going back. And when he went back, he saw the bones. No, I think it was like a side door. Okay. Yeah. OK, different door. That makes it less scary, but still scary. Yeah, I don't actually think somebody placed them there, like, right as they were there. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, Pam and Kirk, they're uh, they're a couple. They're into, mm-hmm. into each other. They run off because there's supposed to be, like, this big watering hole that they can swim in. And it's also, uh, I guess we haven't really touched on it, but this is, you could get a really, like, Mad Max vibe from this movie so far. Like, they're, mm, yeah. they're kind of in the middle of the desert. You're not seeing a lot of people. The people you're interacting interacting with are really weird. Like it seems like it could be a little bit like post apocalyptic in in, yeah. in nature. It uh, it clearly seems like it's a million degrees outside. Um, so it's really interesting. It's uh, I think that's another level that can get you a little bit uncomfortable. It's just how hot and sweaty everything is. Yeah, it does. It does feel like that. That that's true. I also feel like it's it might be. It might be just because of like it's it's an older movie, but I did get the sense that it was like kind of dusty too, you know, like it was yeah. like like you said, sandy and and like, but it was could have been just like the quality of the movie we're watching, but I definitely got that kind of dusty, dirty type feel. So Pam and Kirk, they get to this watering hole, but it's all dried up. There is no watering hole. Yeah. Uh, he kind of fell. He kind of tripped into it. Yeah. <laughs> he kind of fell down the hill. It's too bad because I just I feel like even just watching it, just uh, them having a refreshing dip would have like refreshed me a little bit. Interesting. Yes. That is kind of a thing in, in movies where it's like rain means like cleansing mm. um, or like that or like taking a, a swim or something is like cleansing something off. So that would have been like kind of the breather in the middle of the movie right. to be like, oh, OK, we're cool. That was a weird that was a weird thing in the van. But like, let's let's get clean. Let's wash ourselves clean of it and carry on. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, that would have helped. Yeah, it would have. Instead <laughs> of that, though, Kirk hears a motor running. 
and he sees a farmhouse and he thinks, well, they have a motor, right? They probably have gasoline. Maybe we can just get gas. We'll buy some gas from this farmhouse. So for sure. Yeah. Now that is a thing. That is a thing. Um, we, our relatives, um, have, uh, had farms, our cousins had farms yeah. and we would often go there in the summer times. And I remember our uncle selling gas to someone yeah. who like ran out of gas on the side of the road because at the farm they had, like they had their own like giant, like gas course, tank. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Cause they got all that machinery that needs gas all the time. Yeah, that's right. So like yeah. a, a, tr- a giant gas truck would come and fill up their giant tank. So I yeah. remember them yeah. helping out somebody who needed some gas. So it was a good idea. Yeah, it was a good to, idea. It makes sense. This. Now, they wander around this farm looking for anybody. Uh, they're just calling out uh, yeah. something about this generator, this motor that's just running. You know, like you can't. Yeah. They're screaming, but nobody can hear them because of this generator. And the generator is always there. Like as they keep walking yeah. around everywhere, it's just the closer they get, it's louder, obviously. But the further away they get, it's still running. There's something about this generator. Almost like for me, it almost feels like a character in this movie. Yeah, it's totally it's really yeah. weird. It is, and for me, it's like it's running and nobody's answering. So that's what's weird. It's like, well, why is it running? Why there's obviously someone there, but there seems to be nobody there. So that is really creepy for me. Yeah, they wander around the farm for a bit looking for anybody, and they go to the front door of this house. They knock on it. No answer. And Kirk steps on a human tooth here. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Why not? It's uncomfortable. Uh, he yep. keeps knocking on the door and the door opens under the force of his knock. Uh-huh. And he goes in. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> He goes in. This guy, he really wants to get some gasoline. I know. That's what I was thinking. So I was thinking, like, don't go in there. What are you doing? And I was like, well, they are stuck. They need some gas. So, okay. You know what? He really wants some gas. That generator's running, so he knows someone's there. He's going in. Yeah. He can also kind of hear a pig squealing or something. Yes, there's a pig noise going on. (laughs) A pig noise, yes. Yeah, and this is where we get the incredibly memorable first meeting with leather leatherface it's it is incredibly memorable it happens so fast it, so much faster than i was expecting i was expecting him to wander around that house for so long looking around corners and things like maybe jumping out at him and then have it be like some you know yeah some interaction that sneaks up on him or something but it just happens right in front of your face yeah. he just comes right out boom hammers him in the head oh yeah it's just an epic like it's epic. First oh, meeting it's... with the killer. It's, it's one of the greatest. Yeah. Yeah. So shocking. I mean, they do such so a good job of slowly building the anticipation in this movie. Yeah. Like, you you know bad things are coming and you're waiting for them to come. But yeah, like you said, it doesn't take long for him being in this house where it happens. You know? Yeah. It's, it's excellent. Now, Pam, who's outside waiting for Kirk, goes in looking for Kirk. And she stumbles into a room. And it's very apparent that Leatherface likes to make art out of the human and animal bones. Yeah. And we touched on this earlier. Yeah. We get this super duper uncomfortable camera shot where they go like, they flash back and forth from like bones to chicken in the cage, bones, yeah. chicken in the cage, back and forth over and over and over and over again. I, didn't, I don't know. It's really weird. I think they were just trying to make us uncomfortable. I didn't really understand what they're trying to do here, but I was uncomfortable. Yeah, because it was... 
it was so long. Like it just went over and over of different things in the room, quick cuts, quick shots. Like I couldn't, I couldn't believe it was still going like that. They didn't just do it a couple times. It's so long, um, but it really gives you that creepy feeling, that uneasy feeling that it's like, there's so many things in this room. Like it's not just a few things we want to, we want to cut so many times to show you just how many things are surrounding her right now. Yeah. I think it was um, like a, a directing technique just to make us uncomfortable. Yeah. Like just this, the visuals over and over and over again are just going to make us unsettled. Yeah, for sure. So clearly Pam loses her shit at the sight of all this stuff. For and sure. She starts, understandable. Understandable. She starts to run out, but Leatherface sees her and he goes crazy. He grabs her. He carries her back into her room and he sets her up on a meat hook. Up on a meat hook. Holy Ugh. shit, man. Yep, that's another another time where like I had this um was, high eyebrows, wide eyes for, for much of this movie. Um, this was definitely one of the moments. Just tosses her right on that meat hook and she's just screaming, and then she gets to watch what he continues to do as she's hanging on a meat hook. Oh yeah, she's still alive, like in agony as you would be agony. with a giant hook through your back and you're hanging Ugh. by it. It was oh my goodness, it's so so gross. Uh, but he he picks up his chainsaw now, and he's yeah. got he's got Kirk lying on the table. So fuck, th- dude, yeah. this movie escalated real fast here, really fast, right away. Yeah, he, that's that is what is really interesting about it too, because it, it when it gets to it, it gets like right to it. Um, that he just one kill, then the other person's up on the meat hook. It just happens so quickly, and like it, it they waste no time getting to that crazy killing. It's like a roller coaster where it takes so long to go up. And then yeah. as you're coming down, it's and then just going go, so yeah. fast and it just doesn't stop. That's a good stop. point. That is it. Yeah, it took a little bit to get there. And once you get there, you're just gone. So he starts chopping Kirk up in front of Pam. It's just vicious, dude. Now, yeah. they used a real chainsaw in this movie for a lot of stuff. And okay. this scene in particular, um, they had the chainsaw going and had it within three inches of Kirk's face. Oh my in the scene and uh, the actor who played Leatherface he told yeah. Kirk beforehand he said you best not move lest you get killed for real he says <laughs> oh, that's what he told him before the scene it's like, it makes sense my shit. goodness I thought I thought that was a real chainsaw for a lot of a lot of those scenes and so I was wondering like certain spots I was like but if that's real that's swinging really close and that was the way they did it oh, um, wow. I don't think there were many close calls that like that wasn't a close call. Like they had it close yeah. to his face, but I think the the one one close call was where Leatherface actually was running with it, tripped, and the chainsaw flew up in the air, and he didn't know where it was, and just kind of oh, like no. covered his head, and oh, it just goodness. landed. They said it landed like inches away from him, but everything was oh, okay. Geez. But jeez, don't use a real chainsaw. Don't use a real chainsaw. Come on. I, like, I love the uh, uh, authenticity though. Authenticity. Yeah. Authenticity. Authenticity. Authenticity is the word that I should have used the first time. Uh, it just it adds to the movie, right? It adds yeah. to that to the the feeling and atmosphere. If you're going to use something real like that, you know, totally. I could almost it was almost like I could smell the gasoline yeah, coming from the chainsaw, you know, because right? you could see the little puffs of smoke coming out, and you're like, that thing, that's a real that's chainsaw, going. That's like real. Yeah. yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, Leatherface, while he's doing all this, he's making some more weird noises. So you kind of yeah. mentioned it before. There's some pig noises before uh, yeah. that was coming from him. Yeah. He's the one making yeah. these noises. It's a really good pig. Oh, yeah. Like, he does a really good pig. Well, that's why I think Kirk maybe 
wandered a bit too far into the house the first time yeah. as he heard the pig. Now we head back to the rest of the group and Jerry decides that he's going to go look for the watering hole to find uh, Kirk and Pam because they're waiting for them. Mm-hmm. And Sally is left with Franklin and Franklin is really paranoid about that hitchhiker. He's really worried that the hitchhiker is going to come back and find them like fall. He's been following them or something. He's like constantly staring at the van of like the blood mark that the hitchhiker left on the van. And he's like trying to read it. He thinks it's some sort of like symbol or sign. He's trying to like decipher it. It It's just a smear. I tried to look at it. I can't see anything. I'm not sure what that was all about because the hitchhiker was very intentional about like rubbing some blood on the van. But I mean, it doesn't look like anything. I don't don't think he was trying to mark it either. I think he's just being this weirdo who's like mad at them and just wipes his his hand on the van yeah but like the second time i watch it it looks like he's trying to do something yeah like it looks like he's intentionally doing something but yeah i couldn't make out at all what it could possibly be yeah yeah i don't i don't know but that's a, a a neat thing in the movie because it makes you think about something that potentially has no like no further place in the movie yeah but it 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 made me worry like i felt like he has somehow marked this van Right. And yeah, something, totally. is good. someone's going to notice it and, and something bad's going to happen to them because of that. But no, that's not the case. That never happens. But it, it is a neat kind of thing that they do. Just a, maybe a bit of misdirection for the viewer. Yeah. So Jerry gets past the watering hole because he sees there's no water and he makes his way to the farm as well. Uh, the sun's going down. Uh, that's not. It's no, a bad not, time. Not In a movie like this, that's a bad time. It looks beautiful. Be the the sun going down. The sunset at a farm Great. is so gorgeous. But oh, totally, it's yeah. Just bad timing for Jerry. Bad timing to, man. to see that. And he starts pounding on the door, so pounding on yeah. pounding on the front door, and he sees a blanket, uh, or it was like something like a blanket or a sweater or something like that. That yeah, uh, I think belonged to uh, to I think it belonged to I Pam. Think, yeah, well, I think yeah, I think Kirk or Pam put it there. Yeah, yeah. And then he hears some weird noises inside, and he goes inside to see what it is. He hears banging in a freezer and he opens it up and Pam is in there and she kind of like comes to yeah, and like is trying to jump out of the fucking freezer and Leatherface runs in and hammers Jerry on the fucking head. I will say I have never been around a freezer and have it bang from the inside. Um, I've banged from the inside of a freezer before. (laughs) Right, you've been on the inside. I've been on the other side of that, yeah. Oh, older no, brother, that? older brother, yeah. put me in a freezer. That's that's terrifying. That's a jerk move. Oh yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I got in there, but just the old like, oh, you could never fit in that freezer, right? right? Like, why would I? Why would and I try to like, counter that with yes, fit. I can? Yeah, no, just You're trying like, to show I'm him. Impress him. Oh, I, I can impress fit. my older brother. Yeah, I can fit in that <laughs> freezer. Want to see? Okay, here I go. And then I climbed in, and then they sat on the top of it, and I couldn't get out. Oh no. Yeah. So you're banging from the inside. I was banging. I was I was the Pam in that scenario. You were the Except Pam I hadn't been scenario, like yeah. uh, meat hooked in the back. Okay, well that's good. Yeah, older brother didn't have a meat hook, so he had to skip that <laughs> yeah, part. That's the only thing stopping him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Leatherface is really upset here. Okay, now this is a little bit of the stuff I want to talk about with Leatherface. Yeah, totally. Okay, so I f- I really feel like in this movie. These kills, they just kind of happened with him. Totally. Like, they weren't premeditated. Like, he wasn't trapping them. It wasn't a plot. 
he got caught off guard and his yeah. reaction was to hit them with hammers and except for Pam, but it was like the, the first kill was just like he, he gets startled, hits this guy with a hammer. The guy's dead. Now he needs to figure out what to do with his body. And I think he's, he's, he's realized he's made huge mistakes by doing yeah. this, but he's dug himself in so deep that there's no turning back now, right? He's, he's in it. He's, he's, he's done what he's done and he has to keep going, you know? Totally. He like has a meltdown. He's, yeah. He's so pissed that all these people just keep coming to his house. Like he already had, he kind of came around that corner and he was in his own home and somebody else was in front of him. And yeah, he got startled and he hit him with a hammer. So he killed him. Yeah. And then he's trying to deal with that. And somebody else walks into his house and then somebody else walks into his house. And I think at that point, he's just kind of like, what the fuck? Like enough of this. I can't handle this. All these people are walking to my house and I've killed them all now. Yeah. He's making like his weird, like kind of like, um, uh, squeaky whimpers like he's like yeah almost like i get the feeling he's saying oh no like oh no oh no and he like runs totally. over to the window yeah. and he's looking out to see if there's anybody else coming he's just like what's going on like how many people are going to come to my house and yeah that's interesting he goes to sit by the window too so he can see he, oh, he just went he, he went he went to yeah. look out the window he like he just yeah. went and looked out and he's like i don't see anybody else so let's just keep doing what i'm doing but he's like what's going on here you know yeah stop coming into my home yeah right or i will kill you you will be dead you will get killed yeah, you will get killed and probably cooked. <laughs> yes. If you're going to be put in a freezer, I assume the next step is on the stove. Well, yeah, I mean, they're, they're getting hacked up and yeah. Kirk got hacked up. Yeah, there's, they're uh, stocking up for the winter. Yeah. Now, back at the van, it's Franklin and Sally and it's nighttime now. So now it's yeah. getting real creepy. They don't know what to do. They're screaming. They're getting nervous. Oh, yeah, yeah. they're honking for Jerry yeah. Um, dude, that would be such a fucking scary, like, moment yeah. to be in for real. Like, you're in the middle of nowhere, half your group's missing, um, Franklin has a good idea to just get in the van and go to the gas station and look for right. help, yeah. but Jerry has the keys, so they yeah. can't do that. So screwed. And I love the panic that they're both showing here. Like, it just feels so real for me. I'm really just totally. invested in, in how they're feeling, because I'm feeling the same way I'm I'm imagining myself being there and just thinking, holy shit, this is so terrifying. Totally. Yeah. And I like their both their calling out for Jerry. They're both doing it in a different way. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting how they, they both do their, like, they don't change up how they do their way of calling for Jerry. And it sounds interesting together as they're calling. Like, it's, you can kind of, like, uh, hear the different levels of panic they have. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. I, that's a great point because I feel like Franklin's level of panic escalated as that yeah. scene went on because i think totally he was like well we can just take the van we can get out of here then he realized the keys aren't there and then his screams got more um invested and he was very very much more panicked yeah he gets more panicked and she is just like mad she's mad yeah. like sally's just like mad she's like come on jerry like like come out like i know you're there yeah. it's, she's just like kind of mad at the whole situation it's very interesting the score at this point is super creepy, mm. yeah, super, yeah. super creepy. Excellent job on the score. So they decide they're going to go looking as well for where, where their, the rest of their crew went. Where, where's Jerry? Where's Pam? Yeah. Where's Pam? Where's, where's Kirk? So Sally starts pushing Franklin through the trees, yeah, which is already one. like a, such a daunting task, right? Yeah. They see the house in the distance and some lights on. So they start to head towards it. Right. Yeah. Good plan. It is a good plan. And as I was watching it, 
now there's no there's no way that they would have done this but as i was watching this scene unfold i'm just like turn off your fucking flashlight <laughs> like it, it <laughs> totally, is yeah. not that is the beacon to your death right Interesting, like, yeah turn it off let your eyes adjust try to make your way but i mean why yeah. would you do that right why would you do that unless you were yeah. concerned that something terrible has happened but maybe you should be concerned at this point that something bad has happened you know yeah, it's interesting whether you think like, okay, someone is maybe stalking in the like in the field, maybe that's what happened to everybody, then you would turn off your flashlight. But I think, yeah, they're just like, let's just get to that house because that's probably where they are. Right. But uh, sure enough, um, Leatherface followed them right to the flashlight because he immediately yeah. shows up in the forest with them and he cuts Franklin to pieces this was Holy another shocking shit. one. No yeah, kidding. This was I was expecting them to get to the house and do something there. And he just pops out, cuts Franklin. Franklin's gone. And I'm like, we're down to one. Yeah. Like what how much time is left in this movie? We're down to one and I feel like there's more to come. Mm-hmm. So I was like really sitting on the edge of my seat being like, what's gonna happen here? Because Leatherface is right there and Sally's gotta run. Yeah, definitely. Sally's gotta run. Oh, nice one, Tim. Sally's gotta run. That's all I know. <laughs> she doesn't wanna die tonight. Oh, hey, we found something else we can cut out. <laughs> doesn't wanna die. Oh my goodness. Mm. Okay. Another great part here: Leatherface chasing Sally through the forest. Yeah, I love it. The forest is it like it's super thick. Sally's getting caught up in all these branches. Doesn't doesn't bother Leatherface none. He's got a chainsaw. He's just chopping right through all that shit. Yeah, Sa- he's got a chainsaw, baby. Sawing through it. Yeah. Sally is able to make her way out of the forest, though, and unfortunately runs towards Leatherface's house looking for help. He is still hot on her tail. And dude, how good does this guy move for a large man holding a, a real chainsaw? He moves, yeah, he moves really fast um, because she actually looks like she runs really fast. Um, So I was, it was kind of a moment when it first started, when I first saw her run and they hadn't really shown us Leatherface, I was like, there is no chance he is going to catch her. If he's even close, it doesn't make any sense because she's so fast. But then they show you him running and he's moving. Like he is just as fast as her. I can't believe how fast he moves. Like with that chainsaw. Even just like if you're just looking at at the actor himself carrying a chainsaw and running, I can't believe how fast this guy's going. It's amazing. Totally. Yeah. So Sally runs into the house. And apparently Leatherface forgot his keys because he chainsaws through the front door. He definitely <laughs> so forgot mad. his keys. Yeah. Uh, she runs up into the attic uh, trying to, to get away from him, ends up yeah. jumping out of the window and is able to make her way back into the forest. And Leatherface is still just fucking hot on her tail. He's just right yeah. there. He's never like <laughs> any more than, I don't know, There's 30 meters behind her. No, there's never a breather. And like, again, it's very quick how she just jumps out the window like because she goes up the stairs sees that there's like nothing she can do she starts to come down the stairs and that's right when Leatherface is coming through the door so she's like oh fuck I gotta go back up the stairs and she just goes straight for the window jumps right out the window it's just these things like just have been shocking me that they're just happening they're just happening and all I can do is I haven't even been able to think about it like as she's running up the stairs I'm like what's she gonna do boom right out the window I feel like that's super realistic though like I feel like you do that you know oh that and that's why yeah that's why I love it yeah 
It's just in the moment. She's doing whatever she can in the moment. Yeah. She's just trying to stay a few steps ahead. So she's yeah. hurt from from that jump out of the window. It was like the third story. She, she's hurt yeah. from it. It was a big jump. Yeah. She's running in, back into the forest. Um, Leatherface is right behind her. He's like so close to getting her. She's running, running, running and is able to make it back to the gas station where they were at earlier. And yeah. she runs through the front door. And we've been in the forest for like, it feels like forever. It's probably just been like maybe five to seven minutes, but just all like the darkness of the forest and what was going on there. And then us all of a sudden getting into this like litted establishment, this lit building. It was such a great scene shift, I felt. Totally. And like she, she, um, she burst through the door and the, the gas station owners there, he says that he'll help her and he's just going to go get his truck. And then we're sitting there and the camera's just positioned looking at the door. Yeah. And I I am, and I'm sure everybody else is just waiting for Leatherface to burst through that door. And totally. Because I'm like, why isn't he there? Why didn't he, like, where did why he didn't go? He come where in? did he disappear to? Yeah. Yeah. He's right behind her. Like, he's yeah. probably, I don't know, 20 feet behind her. And she runs in and then there's just no sign of him anymore. Yeah. Totally Super thought he was going to run in. Totally thought. Yeah. Very, very creepy. But... There's a reason he didn't. Yeah, we'll get to. But the shop owner comes running back in. He's got his truck out front, but instead of helping her, he starts beating her with a broom and yeah, ties her up. He's got some serious broom skills. Yeah. So this was another. Uh, I felt like a pretty shocking moment. So this guy yeah. has been fairly helpful up until this point, uh, and now all of a sudden he's um, he's flipped a switch. And man, I feel I'm starting to feel real bad for Sally here and what's going yep. on with her. Quite unfortunate. She's in a bad situation. She is. So I'm starting to feel at this moment like Sally's not going to make it. Yes. That's what I'm feeling right now. When when he is like, when he attacks her with the broom and he's tying her up, I'm like, mm, okay, this is, she's not making it out of this. No, she's not going to make it. And unfortunately, there's going to be a lot more that we have to put up with, like visually seeing what happens to her. That's going to suck. For sure. That is exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. So this dude puts Sally into the truck, oh. and I mean, at this point, I can only assume we're going back to the Leatherface farm. It's just oh, for like sure. O- the yeah. obvious vibe that they're they're casting yeah. out to us. They do a great job in, in the ride here of showing oh. us just how fucking crazy this guy is. Totally. This is this is the part like the 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 van was so creepy, and you'll never forget that. I'll never forget this truck. It's okay. this guy is so fucking creepy in this moment. Yeah, well, what's uh, tell us what he's doing. He his broom actually got snapped as he was attacking her, so he has kept the handle with him, and she's in a bag in the in the passenger seat, and she's like kind of you know making crying sounds like she's afraid. She's making a sounds like she's afraid, and he's saying, "Oh, don't worry, everything will be okay. You don't have to make those noises." And at the same time, he's poking her with the stick, and he's laughing. He loves it, mm-hmm. like he's smiling and laughing and poking her while he's saying, "Oh, it's fine. It's okay." Poke, 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 poke. Like it just—he is so messed up, and it like it really just stuck with me. Yeah, his laughter, simply put, was maniacal. Maniacal, yeah, and he's—he's he's got this. Yeah, his face looks so scary when he smiles like when he like because it's it's like that scary evil smile like it's because he's so enjoying weird. it it's weird he's enjoying, he's enjoying this like her. bad situation yeah all he's doing is poking her and he just loves it so much yeah now right before we get back to the the house we see the hitchhiker from earlier and he's in the middle of the road 
mm-hmm. and the store owner stops the truck, runs out and starts hitting him yeah. and says, like, uh, you almost got caught for what you did at the graveyard. Right. Clearly, there's a relationship here with the store owner, yeah. the hitchhiker and Leatherface. The store owner is uh, like he's actually the older brother. Oh, is he? Okay, see, I thought that at first, but then with his dynamic over the other two, I thought he was the father. Like right. what? Like with what happens later on, I thought he was maybe the father. Definitely, they play it up that way for sure. Yeah. He is the older brother, and he's upset that the other two are fuck ups. Oh, totally. Right? Like he's um, he's giving <laughs> he's he's already hit this other dude with the stick for the cemetery yeah. thing, and then he starts giving Leatherface shit for cutting the door up. I love it. What did you Him, do to the this, door? This guy, this store owner is so good. Like, uh, like he from is this good. point on, I think he's so incredible. When he gets to that front door and he's like, look what your brother did to the door. Like, I love <laughs> that this. Awesome. I love this guy. That is, that is like, really good. Oh, my goodness. There are a couple of, like, really subtle moments of humor in this movie. Oh, that yeah. Just, There's one coming up. Yeah, definitely. But th- this was one of them. It just, it really yeah. works. Like, I don't know why Leatherface felt like he needed to cut that door open before. I guess it could have been locked. I don't know if he was yeah. he was just so angry in the moment that he did it. But the fact that there'd be repercussions for that is so funny to me. And that that's, this guy would just be like, what? Like, and it makes a lot of sense. Like, he's like now I got to fix this fucking door. Like, why did you yeah. do this? You know, stop it. You guys are such idiots. You know? Yeah, and he wanted to go in and lecture Leatherface about, like, letting the kids go. But, like, Leatherface is like, no, no, no. Well, he doesn't really speak, but he's like, no, no, no. I got them all in the freezer. Like, <laughs> yeah, I got all the kids in the freezer. And so that. then you can see the shop owner's kind of looking, and he's like, well, you fucked up the door. What'd you do that <laughs> for? Like, he just wants to yell at him for something. Yeah. Uh, Dean, it must be Sunday at the house, though, because it's time for family dinner. It, oh, it's time for family dinner. Yeah. They bring down uh, Grandpa's corpse from the attic. Okay. And they place okay, him at the so... table. Um... <laughs> what the fuck? It looks like saw... a fucking corpse. And then it's all a of a fuck... sudden, Grandpa's alive and awake. Yeah. That, that was so like, is... that's got to be another shock, shocking, one of the most shockings ever. That's the most shocking thing to me in this movie. Like, I lost my mind at this point. You see the corpse earlier upstairs. Yeah, right. And. Then um, the, one of the, one of the brothers, the the shop owners, like go get your your granddad and bring him down for supper. I'm like, why would they carry that guy down? Why are they bringing the corpse down? And like, it takes a lot of time and energy. Like they're trying to carry him down the stairs. They carry him. They put him in front. All he needed was a little taste of blood, and then yep. he started to wiggle a bit. <laughs> he got some blood in his mouth. He was alive. I, he's a corpse. He's he's. I don't, I don't understand. He's clearly a fucking vampire. He, they, oh, they give they gave him a bit of blood. They they cut uh, they yeah. they cut uh, Sally's finger, start feeding him the blood, and he comes back to life and wants more. Jeez, Franklin dude, geez. Franklin in the van actually called the hitchhiker and his family a bunch of vampires. Oh yeah, okay. When he picked him up, he's like, "Who's this vampire?" And then when the guy explained that also his family worked at the slaughterhouse, he's like, "Oh great, a family of vampires." Interesting. So you're right, Tim. He might be a vampire. Interesting. So I have um. Uh, a, a couple interesting things to say about this uh, this dinner scene. Okay, uh, I'll just uh, I'll derail our uh, our story train here for a second. Go for it. The whole dinner scene, which is only a couple of minutes in the movie, it was shot in one twenty seven hour sitting because the actor who played Grandpa refused to sit through the ten hour makeup process again. 
Okay. As wow. soon as it happened, he's like, I'm not doing it again. Get everything you need right now. Oh, so my So they shot for 27 hours. Wow. Now, the other thing is this scene with the knife where they cut Sally's finger. Yeah. Now, yeah. the knife had a piece of tape on it and this, like, um, like blood prop where oh, yeah. um, when, when they start to cut, um, they're just supposed to squeeze this prop and the fake blood's supposed to come out. Right. That wasn't working. Okay. And it's in the midst of this 27-hour in a row shoot. And the actor who played Leatherface was so pissed off at all that was going on. He takes the tape off the knife and cuts Sally's finger for real without letting her know. No. Oh, my goodness. He did that. So I think that guy was really getting into the Leatherface. That guy was really getting getting into the character. Yes. And then and that. Oh. That's can't get away crazy. with that nowadays no no oh my goodness yeah so sally comes to uh she was out cold she comes to and we hear pe- well she like yeah she passed out seeing grandpa suck her finger and oh, come to who life wouldn't who, who wouldn't? wouldn't i was passing out just watching i it. know grandpa's un- he's an uncomfortable fellow he's an uncomfortable fellow and he's starting to squirm when he got his like oh little, my goodness <laughs> little blood taste uh yeah it's, so we hear people eating and it's the family they're all having their supper. Looks like Grandpa yeah. had too much to drink, though. He's passed out. <laughs> yes. The the boys start arguing here. The the hitchhiker says the older brother is just a cook and makes Leatherface do all the work. And that he's no good right. at killing. No, right? he's Leatherface is the good one at killing. Yeah, well, we've seen it. He's pretty effective. He's very effective. Uh this is some more really weird um camera shooting that yeah. we get. Yeah. Very uncomfortable. I think it's done just for you know, the purpose of making us feel more uncomfortable. But it's a lot of back and forth between Sally, who's so terrified. And then yeah. they, all the guys at the table um, who are just like laughing, you know, like, well, they're not all laughing, but the two are laughing and who knows yeah. what Leatherface is up to. But um, it's really weird. It's fucking creepy. It's scary. It's messed up. It's intense. They do some really interesting close-ups on her green eyes, though. Yeah, like they get true. really, really, really close up. You can see every little detail in her eyeball um i don't know it was like weird and beautiful at the same time it's really totally yeah it was it her she had such green eyes in that yeah. scene i was wondering if like i did never really notice them before that um, no i mean neither. And she's really good on the close-ups like she's got a really good scared face um I, I was it was very terrifying yeah those those eyes are so green she could have been one of uh lopan's wife i was just thinking that so they've decided they're gonna let grandpa kill sally because he's the best at killing <laughs> He's the best killer. <laughs> Tim, for some reason, this is just like high level comedy right here. It is. It's so good. I'm like, how the hell is that thing, that guy, going to kill anybody? Because he's how the is best. He going to be able to hold a hammer. And guess what? He can't. He's had a little bit of blood. He's he's like, <laughs> we got a lot of energy from that. He's going to do the killing. <laughs> yep. They give him a hammer and they bring him over to Sally. And it's this is another one of these humorous moments. Like, oh my goodness, they keep putting the hammer into into he Grandpa's hand. It. He can't. He's not strong enough to hold it. It just falls he's out. It. Falls out beside and they her. Keep trying. They keep putting it in his hand, and he keeps just dropping. It. They do it over and over and over. Oh my goodness. They really want him to have this kill. Yeah, and like it it gives uh it gives Sally the chance just to like get up and run away. You know, like totally, it's yeah. just like they're not even paying attention to her anymore. They're just paying attention to grandpa 
and like yeah. how badly he needs this kill. On, Grandpa's you know, big record. moment here. He's like one kill away from like a milestone or something. <laughs> totally. Yeah. <laughs> he was just about to get to a thousand. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know, I wanted to say though, this whole dinner scene. Yeah. I got a really interesting vibe. Like, like the older brother, I know he's the older brother, but picture him as like the father of the family. He's the one, he goes to work. He's at the struggling business. It's not doing very well. You've yeah. got Leatherface at home, who's essentially the mother, right? Like she's at home, like doing all the, the, yeah. like she's keeping the house. She's cooking the food. Um, he actually has like multiple yeah. masks in the movie. One of them is of like a woman. Yeah, right? he's he has makeup on and he's wearing a wig at like, the dinner. That's, that at woman's the, hair, at yeah. the dinner, he had like the the female makeup on. Yeah. you've got the um the teenager who's a fuck up, right? And you've got yeah. Grandpa there who's just like f- fucking out of it. You know, it's like the classic dysfunctional yeah. American sitcom family. Totally, yeah. Good point. Uh, just very interesting that you know yeah. there's clearly there's purpose to that. Yeah. Like in a movie, you look at this movie and you're like, oh, it's just. It's so graphic. Uh, it's just killing. Like, why are they doing this? I, I disagree. This is, you know, and it was uh, in one of the quotes I read at the beginning there. This is a piece of art. This is a work of art. Like, there yeah. are brilliant things going on in this film. You know, of course, it's, sure. it's wrapped up in some very uncomfortable scenarios and uh, situations and obviously murder. Like, it's not a great situation. But as a movie, as a film, this is this is a brilliant work of art, in my opinion. Well, and even just playing it off like a true story, um, I mm. think is brilliant because there's like in 74, there's no internet you can go and look up and see if that's ever happened or anything. So it's like, it's it's like Blair Witch before that, like just trying to sell that this is actually a true story and the way it's filmed is almost like, it's almost like it's home footage kind of like it isn't. You can tell it's not, you can tell it's higher quality than that, but it, it, it definitely has that feel. Um, so I think that it's very smart in that way. Definitely. Yeah. And they did that on purpose. They did that as a reason to like um, get people to go to the theater. Like they were hoping that that would create a buzz and and get people to to view it. It worked. It did. Yeah. So Sally has jumped out the window of the house. Again. She's good at the window. She's gone through another window. It's uh, morning. It's morning now. Yeah. I was shocked by this. Me too. Yeah. Interesting that they did that. She must have been out cold for a while. Mm -hmm. I like that though. It's, uh, It's cool. It's cool to see that. Yeah. They're all coming after her now, though. Um, she's just too beat up, though. She can't run very yeah. fast. They catch up to her. The hitchhikers like slashing her on the back as she's yeah. running. It's yeah. like, oh my goodness. Leatherface has done a wig change. He's oh, got his he? killing wig on now. Oh, yeah, I didn't got, notice that. He's got uh, brown hair on now. He's got a brown wig on. Okay. Now. Okay. Yeah. He has three different masks in the in the movie. Yeah. Okay. So, so maybe changed his killing mask too. I didn't even notice. I was just so focused on the hair. Uh, well, I think the hair is probably part of the mask. Oh yeah, so he's okay. got like three that different three different setups. I'm not sure what the, that makes sense. Yeah, what like the purpose for each one is, but um, yeah, yeah. So she gets out. She's at the main road now, though. A semi comes by and accidentally runs over the hitchhiker. Like as they're all great. like stumbling out into the middle of the road. That was, yeah, a, was great. That was a good moment. Yeah, yeah. Leatherface follows follows them out though. The semi drivers like come out to to help Sally. Yeah, and uh, Leatherface is chasing them. He grabs like this pipe wrench and throws it at Leatherface, hits Leatherface in the face with it. It's a great throw. It was a great throw. Yeah, it was a bullseye. The yeah. uh, Leatherface like falls over a bit, drops the chainsaw. The yeah. chainsaw starts cutting his own leg. Yeah. It's just, it's pure chaos here. Like everyone's running around. There's another truck coming down the road now. Sally jumps in and Sally's in the back of that truck freaking out. 
and Leatherface is swinging his chainsaw around in the air in anger as the sun, yeah, as how, the sun is rising. How insane would it be to be that truck driver or like the, the guy who picks her up he, in the yeah, back of the truck of eventually? Two. Like he pulls up and she's so bloody and she's being chased by a guy with a chainsaw who's wearing like skin on his face. It's insane. I think they did an excellent job of those two truck drivers behaving realistically for, for the yeah. situation. Uh, I think that's kind of like what you would probably do there. You know, he didn't get out. He turned his, he turned his truck around and he just like kind of followed beside her so she could jump in. And that's all he was going to do. Um, he got her, they got away. That's all he did. The first guy, the first guy was just trying to help her out as well until Leatherface got too close. And then he's like, well, we've got to try to do something here. And, um, you know, so he fought back a bit, but yeah, very realistic. And then, then Leatherface at the end. Yeah. While there's like that sunset, it's kind of. It's a really cool last image to have in the movie of him like so disappointed that he didn't get her, but he's kind of dancing like he's like swinging his chainsaw around in anger, but then he starts to do some twirls and he like kind of turns it into a little bit of a dance mm. and then it just kind of cuts. And I thought it was really interesting. But do you think that means anything? Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's all a game. Like, it's it's just like for him, he's just uh, he's just playing. I didn't take it as playing. I I. I took it more as like, this is what I thought. So we talked about earlier where he had these killings and it was all just kind of like a bad situation that got worse and worse and worse. Yeah. Right. And he doesn't want any of this. He he just wants to go back to his like normal life, whatever that is or whatever it looks like. But yeah. these people came and he killed them. So if he doesn't contain that, there's a good chance that their way of life is going to get ruined. Because the police are going to start coming, right? Yeah. So he was able to contain all of the people except for Sally. So at the end here, when Sally gets away, I think he realizes we're fucked now. Like we are screwed because she's going to get away. She's going to tell the cops exactly what happened. They're going to come here and we're all done for, right? Like their their way of life is, is over now. Yeah. So this was his last chance to contain the situation, to hopefully just hide everything, sweep everything under the rug. He couldn't do it. And I just think he's so upset that he doesn't know what else to do, but just like swing his chainsaw in yeah. circles. Okay. Um, that's just the way that I took it. But yeah, it makes sense. Wow. 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 wow that movie. That, I love that movie. I loved it. Yeah, I, I really loved it. I, I was happy I watched it a second time too, because uh, I wasn't going to, um, because after the first time I was just like, Oh, I don't want to take that again. Yeah. Um, so soon uh, but then i was like i had a few hours before we were going to record so i was like oh, i'll throw it in and watch it again and i was happy i did it because after you get over the shock yeah. of the first time that makes you feel so creepy then you get to like really um appreciate a lot of the things that are that are in the movie that make it actually quite a great movie and i, I did really enjoy it yeah yeah me too so a couple of interesting things to note here the idea of using a chainsaw in the movie came to uh, director Toby Hooper while he was in line at a department store and he was thinking of ways to help speed his way through the crowd of shoppers. Oh my. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my. I guess he was like in line. (laughs) He was in line and he looked over and he saw a wall of chainsaws and he's like, hmm, if I had one of those, I could cut through all these people and get to the front of the line. So he said after that, he went home and just started feverishly writing. Oh my goodness. It's kind of <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Don't know what to say about that. Yeah. Yeah. 
And now, obviously, this movie provided inspiration for countless storytellers uh, and their movies to come. You know, there's yeah. like a very, it was one of the most early horror films, right? So it it, it, right. it probably kickstarted a lot of ideas for people. Um, I just wanted to po- point out to the one that I thought was the most interesting. And that was that Ridley Scott cited this as an inspiration for Alien. Really? I thought, thought that, that is cool. interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of it's kind of like it's kind of like stuck in a house with a killer, like you're stuck on the ship with the with the alien. I really like that those types of movies. I think that's really why I liked this movie too. I, I like when there's a group of people and you're in a circumstance that you there's really no way out. Yeah. Like they have no gas, so mm-hmm. they can't really get out. So there's like there's no way out of that circumstance, and they just have to um, survive basically um and uh, yeah i just really like those types of movies so yeah that makes a lot of sense i mean you got the parallels there of you have the slow burn obviously of like totally getting slow burn movie going getting to the killer yeah like you said kind of like uh the feeling of being trapped in an area you've got two females who uh, end up surviving at the end um so there's some interesting things yeah i thought that was very true really neat yeah i like that i like it a lot all right dean it's time for what if Now, what if is our segment where we like to uh, just throw a random uh, a question out there and we have a little discussion about it. And Dean, my what if for you is what if the family house, the Leatherface family house in the movie was turned into a restaurant? Would you go there to eat? <laughs> what? What kind of question? No, I would not go there I, to I eat. I ask you this because it is, in fact, a restaurant. What? It's called the Grand Central Cafe in Texas. I don't understand. Is it set up like the... They they bought the house. Okay. They moved it to a different town. Okay. They renovated it, and it is now a restaurant. What does it look like on the inside? I don't know. I don't okay. think they're playing up on the movie theme. Okay, but... good, because that's not appetizing. <laughs> Would you go there and eat at this restaurant knowing this movie... And the history. Okay, so um, what? Okay, so yeah, they took they took the house. They've made it into a restaurant. So yes, I would definitely go to this restaurant. I just thought you meant it looks exactly like it does in the movie, and then it would be no. Well, I don't know what they've done. I mean, I, I don't. Know. I don't know what it looks like inside. They bought the house. They moved the house. They renovated the house. I don't know what that means. And yeah. now it's a restaurant. Are you actually going to go there and eat food and be comfortable? I'm definitely not comfortable, Tim. It's like it's like walking into a uh, an old building. It's like I'm not in an old house. I'm not going to be comfortable. But am I doing it just for the rush of it? Yeah, I'm not doing it. You're not doing I'm it. I'm not doing it. As soon as I bite into a piece of, of meat or something and there's <laughs> yeah. like a little bit of gristle or something's like a little bit too oh, chewy, yeah, yeah. I'm not doing it. Well, I'm getting whatever vegetables there are on the menu. That's all I salad. would get. I'm not getting any meat yet. Get the salad. Uh, the menu actually looked delicious. They had all oh, sorts, yeah, okay. all sorts of excellent things. There was a weird note at the bottom of the menu, though. Okay. That you don't. I mean, I've I don't think I've ever seen it 
at any restaurant before. Now there was no like um there's no like Leatherface sandwich and like uh, Sally salad or anything like that, which I was kind of thinking that there might be. Right, it was yeah. nothing like that. It was just a normal menu with a lot yeah. of like great looking stuff. But at the bottom, they had a little note saying consuming raw or uncooked meats, poultry, seafood, shellfish, or eggs may increase your risk of foodborne illness. Um, so, I mean, great thing to throw on your menu, but why would you put that on there? Like, are you saying like we might not cook our meat? appropriately and you might get sick just be aware of that they're like if you order the raw chicken you might get yeah, sick. exactly i don't know i, just, I don't know I, I i'm just trying to think if i would go i because i i would i like to do that like to check out movie stuff like i think that'd be really cool and i like this movie a lot so if it's like a legit place then i want to go i want to go and sit there but also there's no way. Saying. There's know, no way if saying. I go, I'm enjoying my meal. There's no way. <laughs> I know. Maybe I would just get like a Coke or something. I don't know. <laughs> I, I kind of want to. Now I want to. You want to? So you I would go. You go. What, you know what? I want to see what it's like. I want to walk in. You, I want to get a vibe okay. and see if they're feeding me people or not. Right. So you're going. You might not eat the food, but you're going to go. You're going to order something and just, just uh, kind of play it by ear. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm going to just kind of look around, see what everyone else is doing, see if they are enjoying it, right. see if it's a setup, if I'm the only one in there who's actually doesn't know right. that the food is uh, not good. Right. Well, let me know how it is. I will. I will. <laughs> that's wild. Yeah, it is. Why would they turn it into a place that serves I food? I don't know. And then not <laughs> play up on the fact that it's the house, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. I don't get it. It's something very strange saying, going on yeah, there. Yeah. Like if you're going to do that, Totally play up the fact that it's the house from the movie, you know, yeah. have like fun stuff on the menu, fun names of things. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'd feel more comfortable with that. The fact that they're not yeah. even like, right. they're just kind of ignoring the fact that it's the house. It makes me very concerned. Yeah. Someone watched the movie and they're like, what a great location for a restaurant. But they picked it up and moved it. They, they moved yeah, it to like, another they town. Got freezer space there. They got meat <laughs> hooks there. We oh, yeah. can throw our meat up on that. We got... <laughs> We've got a lot, a big dinner table. We could fit a lot of tables in there. Uh, Tim, one more question: Is Grandpa still in the attic? No, no, he's Probably, he's not. Right? No, no, he's back. He's at the. He was at the dinner table. They were unable to move him back up to the attic. Right. So he's in the restaurant. He's in the restaurant with you. He, okay, he's in the rest. He's at my table. He might be at your table. Yeah. <laughs> then I know I do not. I am not going. <laughs> Appetite lost. I do not want to see that guy. <laughs> All right, Dean, thanks for joining this week. Yeah, man. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Have you been wondering where's the beef? Well, on our podcast, Throwback Trivia Takedown, you might just find that out, as well as some other things about the 70s, 80s, and 90s. We're a nostalgic-based trivia show that pits two challengers head-to-head in a duel of the decades, with categories ranging from movies, TV and music, to slang, food, and fashion. You're sure to get the best in retro-themed trivia. So strap on your jelly shoes, grab a surge, and walk like an Egyptian to your favorite podcast app and check out Throwback Trivia Takedown. I heard even Mikey likes it.
Hello, darling. It's me, Tessianos, host of the ongoing comic book discussion podcast. And if I got a Halloween treat for you. This October, I am hosting a horror comic marathon for 31 days. That's right, my frightful fiends. Every single day from October 1st to October 31st, OCD will review a horror comic to count down to the greatest holiday ever conjured. You can follow OCD on Instagram and OCD Podcast, Facebook at facebook.com slash OCD Podcast and Twitter at Ongoing Comic Pod. It's going to be a hauntingly good time, so be there or, or just, just be there. Ooh. That's it for another episode. Thanks to everyone for listening. If you'd like to drop us a line, we'd love to hear from you. You can find us at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as TalkBackPod or by email at TalkBackPod at gmail.com. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Those reviews will help more people find Talking Back. All right, that's it. We're done.